0: What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your crazy redheaded host, John McKay, and with me <laughs> on the other side is the lovely, my best friend, John Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going?
1: Good. How's it going with you?
0: Pretty good. Um, <laughs> some moves the Braves made, as uh, yes. stars Wood would say. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> kind of confused.
1: I am too. Um you know obviously we're we're not on the inside we're kind of on the outside looking in but
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you know all of the the you know I, I understand the robinson cano part um uh you know looking for somebody uh, i i think looking for a left-handed bat maybe um to uh to kind of flip-flop with arcia um you know getting another veteran uh, kind of like the Pablo Sandoval, you know, of last year mm-hmm. to get somebody to get him off the bench uh, to provide them maybe with another DH off the bench uh, if they need to, uh, you know, just yeah, – and they don't have to pay him very much money uh, because he's still being paid by, uh, you know, 45 other teams that he's played <laughs> for. Uh, so, well, I'm close. So, you know, he's still being paid by the Mets. Of course, the Mets are still paying everybody at the right. present moment.
0: So, Bobby Bonilla? Um,
1: yeah, Bobby Bonilla, he just had his day, you know. So, um, but um, you know, I understand that move. I, I don't have a problem with that. And 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 as it showed Monday night, he got a couple of hits and at one point he was the only guy that had to had the hit. So, I don't have a problem with that. He still provides some pretty good defense. Um, uh, you know, he's questionable what he's done in the past with uh, you know, uh, the, um, uh, you know, steroids and things like that. So, uh, but you you look past that, he uh, actually, um, I, I think, uh, I didn't get off their great start with the Mets and got released and then uh, went to the Padres and I think uh, maybe even went to the minors and, and was having a, a pretty good year down there and then got released. So, you know, I I don't have a problem with that. What I what I have a problem with is who they got rid of in the other moves that they made with Kansas City to pick up the 35th pick in the draft. And I didn't understand that. You know, they got rid of Drew Waters. That's probably the name that is uh, the most heard of. And I know we talk about him all the time on this podcast because he was the guy that was supposed to be the next one coming up. He actually was ahead of Michael Harris for a long, long time. He was. Uh, and, and, and he was going to be the next left fielder or or wherever you were going to put him. And, and uh, lo and behold, obviously Michael Harris has come up and had a great, great year. But um, they get rid of him for the 35th pick in the draft. There has to be somebody that they want to get that they weren't in position to get. There has to be somebody out there that they're not tipping their hand on and and wanting to go after. And you know how good they've been in the draft. They've been very good in the draft. But, right. the, that's the, the you know, but, John, that's the thing about drafts. Um, you know, some people look at drafts differently. Some people – some people want guys that are already proven. Uh, the Braves have been very fortunate over the last few years to have a mix of both. Um, you know, they brought up guys. They've been able to fill in with their own uh, guys. You know, Ozzy Albies, um, you know, Ronald Acuna, you know, Freddie Freeman, uh, Michael Harris, uh, you know, the list. Yeah. The list just goes on and on with guys right. they've been able to fill in with. So I, I didn't understand that other than, you know, he he is going to play for Kansas City, uh, so there may be a chance you can get him back. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and maybe they're worried about injuries. You know, he's been a little injury prone. Uh, but, you know, those are things you can kind of work through if you can get four to five hundred bats out of a guy every year. You know, especially with the DH being around, John, you could work around, um, you know, that. Playing in the outfield, if that's what the problem is, uh, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't get that move. I was more shocked than anything, and 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 I guess I was so shocked that I couldn't text you to to, to express my words because <laughs> you know I'm just like, you know, what in the world did we just do? Because that was kind of the prospect. Right. So that was that was the guy that was number one. Uh, you know, Michael Harris was right behind him. Uh, so I, I didn't understand that. So I want an explanation, and I still haven't got one yet. <laughs> now, I know
0: Andrew Hoffman was a pitcher they had drafted either last year, I believe last year. Do you remember the yeah. other guy that was in the trade? I can't remember.
1: Uh, I just saw that. Um, hold on just a second. Uh, I got to I go. It what is it? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. I'm sorry. I just saw what that was, and, I, and I've and i lost who, who else was in that. Uh, In that, so hold on just a second. I'm going to go backwards. In the outfield, though,
0: in the minor leagues, they do have Jesse Franklin, who's been injured a lot this year at uh, Mississippi. Um, Justin Dean is back and forth between Garnett and Mississippi. He's a talented outfielder. He's got a lot of speed. He's a good base dealer. He's a a really good defensive outfielder. Um,
1: Right. C.J. Alexander, the double-A third baseman. That was the other guy.
0: He's been in the system for a long time. Um I think he's out of a small co- North Florida or a college in Florida somewhere. Um Right. Yeah, he's had some injuries but he, he had started to I think he missed all of a season with like he was the player that tried to make a catch over the uh over the uh side fence and got injured. I don't I can't remember right. what he was. I think right. that was like twenty eighteen to two thousand nineteen. But he right. had just started coming back, and he was, you know, playing third base for Mississippi. Um, but right there, they're so loaded at third base and shortstop. You've got Cal yeah. Conley, you've got um, Justin uh, Henry Malloy um, at third base, and uh, and then you've got you know Vaughn Grissom at shortstop, Braden Shoemaker at shortstop. Um, yeah, and they can. I don't know if Braden Shoemaker has played third base. I think they might want to put. I think they put him at second base recently. Right. But you've got so much build up right there at sh- uh, second base and or er, second base, shortstop, third base that they can afford to lose CJ Alexander, which I've always right. liked CJ, but I can see what they're doing there.
1: Well, I don't, you know, what I, Go ahead, sorry.
0: I, are you good? I don't really know much about Andrew Hoffman cuz I think he's been either at Augusta or Yeah. He might have been he's, at Rome for a little bit.
1: He's been at the high A level. Okay. Um he um at 22 years old, uh 7 and 2 he, with a 2.360 ERA and 90 strikeouts in 80 innings. Okay. Uh so not bad. He, no. he was um actually uh moving up to Double-A Northwest Arkansas where he will be teammates with Alexander. That's where he's going. Alexander <laughs> as you talk about, you know, Double-A, uh 15 home runs and 289 plate appearances. So, uh obviously uh, with Austin Riley being the guy that's going to be there a long time, you know, you can afford to lose a guy like that. Uh, mm-hmm. At 26, that, that seems a little older, uh, you know, for uh, a guy that is only in double A. Um, but- and, and I guess that, you know, with, with Waters, uh, you know, he was the 41st pick in the 17 draft. Uh, and I guess, uh, you know, as being a switch hitter, uh, Michael Harris made him expendable. I guess, mm-hmm. uh, with the way that he has been playing, and and uh, so I don't know. Uh, you know, he was uh, hitting. He's hitting two forty six and forty nine games this season at at uh, Gwinnett, um, and so I don't know. I I just you know they they gave up to me. I, I mean, who knows? To me, the guy that may they may miss miss out on is maybe Hoffman. Uh, even though Waters is the um, you know even the, the prospect, but you know having a good year. Uh, at the high single A level at seven and two with, you know, 90 strikeouts and 80 innings with a 2.36 ERA, just 22 years old. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I just wonder what what that is, uh, you know, and as I was reading here on, on um, one of these things, uh, it, it said as far as what they did, uh, you know, they acquired that 35th pick, mm-hmm. um, but that choice, it said is tradable because it's a competitive balance pick.
3: Uh, given to those
1: small market and low revenue teams. And it comes with a slot value of $2 million, a little over $2 million. And that says their bonus pool will swell to more than $10.2 million, moving them from the 19th most available money to ninth. So, I I mean, there's a a trick to all that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, managing, uh, you know, uh, money in the nfl and and how you manage the salary cap in the nfl and how you manage the salary you know there's a trick to it and and the same uh you know with the nba and things like that so um you know you get the smart people that can can finagle the salary cap and all of a sudden you've got four or five or six guys on your team that that most people only are lucky enough to have two on their team uh, so i guess there was a trick to this and I just didn't understand giving up waters, but, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sure over the years, um, with many franchises, there's have been guys that have been given up and, and the Royals are going to get, you know, three pretty good prospects. Mm -hmm. And that's what they are. They are prospects. I mean, again, you look at that and you think, well, they they haven't proven themselves in the majors yet. Uh, and, and that's the one thing that, uh, you know, many people look at, would you rather have, Um, you know, a guy that's already proven himself or would you rather have, you know, a prospect who's coming up? And again, I think that's what the Braves have been able to balance over the years have been the idea of having the veterans with the prospects that come up to the majors and actually turn out to be, uh, you know, pretty good. So anyway, the scouting for the Braves has always been fantastic. Yes, it has. uh, Through the years. uh, And so it, it continues, but you know, there's a, there's a trick, and they're they're doing something, and hopefully, you know, if we keep that 35th pick, there's somebody that they're looking for, and they're going after, and and hey, you never know, and we're gonna look back on this in a few years and think, well, that's the guy that they traded Drew Waters for, and look what he's doing; he's now in the majors. So who knows? You know. Now, um,
0: who did who came over from Cincinnati or Cincinnati? Sorry, uh, Kansas Kansas City last year in the Casey Kalich trade from the Braves. Um, Wasn't
1: that was it Soler that came over?
0: Yes, yes. So
1: Yeah.
0: Andrew Hoffman's joining Casey Kalich and that's oh, man. Yeah. I, I I really like Kalich last. Um Yeah.
3: He was yeah. at a Texas
0: A&M and I think right. that, Yeah, that was 20 or 2019 trade or draft. Hey, I've right. seen him a lot at Rome and he, he really impressed me. Right. So Hoffman and Well, uh, do, do very Right, what
1: well, well, you know, and again, it is Kansas City, and there's always that possibility of picking them up again, just because you know Kansas City has not been so great uh, of late. So, you know, they acquired Solaire, and and look what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they acquired Rosario, and look what he did. They have acquired, you know, Duvall, and look what he's done. And
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you know, so it, you know, yesterday was. I'm not sure. Excuse me. Monday. Monday was such a roller coaster of emotions due to the fact that the Mets were in town, and you know, you you, you get the the first uh, trade or first pickup of canoe and then you get the the second trade of of Waters going, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. And then they they lose to the Mets, and it's like I don't know how much lower can go, you know. So <laughs> anyway.
0: Now, did they trade anyone for Canoe, or is it just straight up?
1: No, I think it's cash. They traded cash. Okay. Uh, Which, uh, there's not, you can't, you know, you can't trade that much to get Robinson Um, Canoe. You know, just, uh, you're not trading a person, but I believe they just traded cash considerations for that, so, uh, you know, that's fine. You can give up cash, you know, it's, um, you know, you're swapping this for that, you're not really doing anything, but. But that's fine. I don't again. I don't mind the Cano deal. I, you know, it's just another veteran presence on the bench, which is fine. Um, and that's exactly you know we need those guys out there. It's like the again, like I said, the Sandoval deal. You know, last year he was such a a, a presence in the beginning of the year, and he was a good left-handed bat off the bench in the first half of the year. Uh, not so much the second half, to where they ended up getting rid of him. But but still, Cano can provide some. Some, uh, some kind of presence, and, um, you know, hey, you know, we still need guys like that down the stretch, and, and he is certainly somebody that can provide that.
0: Well, I was listening to the radio last night broadcast, and uh, I think it was Ben Ingram was talking about he, his chain that he was wearing, and I was like, yep, he'll fit right in with Acuna and Ozzy and yeah, Ozuna with his chains.
1: Yeah, they'll – yeah, definitely. I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch much. I was I was in a meeting, so I was just kind of keeping up with it uh, on the app, and uh, so I didn't I didn't get to see the the chain. And then I did get home and I watched some of it, uh, but I was a little frustrated at the time. We just made you know, and we'll talk about this later. We just gotten it to two to one, and I was thinking, okay, here we come. And then all of a sudden, bleh, you know, the wheels fell off again. So <laughs> you know, this is the game, and I and I get on this narrative. This is the game that I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but we digress, and we have to talk about other things first before we talk about this game. So, anyway, we can talk about that in a, in a little bit.
0: Well, his ch- <laughs> it says, uh, don't you know, or don't, yeah, don't you know. Right.
1: Well, and you know was, where that came from, you know.
0: Well, um, they said it. It was John Sterling's. Yeah. over him.
1: It's the old John Sterling thing. And, you know, that's funny because, you know, you said we were going to talk about a lot of things today. We got a lot of things to talk about. We do. You know, with John <laughs> Sterling – uh, you know, John Sterling. If you don't remember, was a Braves announcer for a few years, huh. um, and yeah. he was he was part of the TV uh, he was part of the TV package with uh, Pete Van Weeren, uh, uh, Skip Carey, um, and Ernie Johnson, and it was John Sterling uh, for did, a couple of that. years. He did not last long, uh, but uh, he was part of that uh, part of that deal, uh, and then he went on to be the Yankees. Guy, and that's kind of where he's gained his his prominence, being the Yankee guy, mm-hmm. uh, along with Susan Waldman. Uh, they're just, uh, you know, they're homers. And I love it because that's what I am. I want to be the homer, you know. Uh, and they're homers. They love the Yankees. And, and they don't mind, you know, saying that they love the Yankees. And, they, you know, they've been through the ups and downs with the Yankees. And, uh, but what he does is he comes up with those home run calls, you know. And And I was telling my wife this the other night. Um, and, and I, so I was telling her how he comes up with all these, you know, with Robinson Cano, when he would hit a Homer, it was Robinson Cano or don't, you know, and, yeah. or or with the, with the judge, when Aaron Judge hits a Homer, it's all rise, the judge, you know, and, and so and with, and when Alex Rodriguez was there, it was an A-bomb from A-Rod.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you want to talk about, you listen, try, listen to the, listen to them two, uh, Susan Waldman and John Sterling. Uh, they are they are great. Uh, some people don't probably don't like them and wouldn't like listening to them just because of the way that they are. But they are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they are they are needed. So I, I was kind of wondering how he's gonna. And I haven't heard him much this season. I'm just wondering how he comes up with uh, the shortstop now for the Yankees is the kid uh, kiner Falifa, who used to play for the Rangers. And I'm wondering how he's gonna use that in a home run call. <laughs> You know,
2: I have no clue, but that's that. Because think about I it, mean. because
1: he sits around and thinks that it's kind of like the organist for the Braves. If you yeah. go to a game and you and you listen to what the organist is playing when the other team steps up, mm-hmm. you know, like Nelson the other night, I I, I hear this, you know, and, and you, you you catch on, you, you you're wondering what in the world are they doing playing this song. This guy's coming up, you know, or right. This. So the other night you're sitting there and you're listening, and you're going. Nelson Cruz is up and they're playing the, uh, kind of the top gum, gun anthem. Um, they're not playing danger zone, but it's kind of the music you hear in the background. And you're like, Nelson Cruz, you know, Tom Cruise, you know, it's top oh, gun. So, okay. you know, see, you know, that's what John Sterling does. He comes up with those quirky things, uh, that, you know, you just wouldn't think of and, and, uh, of course, you know, John Sterling, too, if you look, he is over 80 years old, okay? Oh, wow. And he is still doing games. Um, Susan Waldman, one of the first uh, that I can remember ladies uh, doing a, uh, a broadcast for, uh, you know, a baseball team, and she's been doing it for a number of years. Uh, but if you ever get a chance to listen to them, listen to them. Now, you got to listen the whole game, too, because you never know what they're going to talk about. And you never know what's going on, but whenever the home run call goes, oh, my gosh, it is fabulous. And some of these names, I just can't see how he would come up with some of these names.
0: He'll figure them out. What year was he in the Braves' uh, TV crew? That would be mid-'80s, early to mid-'80s.
1: Yeah, that early in the mid That was
0: before I was born, you know. Uh, uh,
1: well, thanks for putting it in those terms, John. I appreciate that. You know, we talk about how old I am, and I really appreciate you talking about that, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was when TBS was at it, uh, you know, kind of at it, uh, you know, headed up mm-hmm. uh, the mountain. You know, you could watch games uh, many, many times over the course of uh, the, the day. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he was part of that team. And, uh, you know, those guys were great, Um. You know, Skip Carey, if you don't know anything about Skip Carey, well, that's Harry Carey's son. And then you've got Chip Carey, who is uh, the son of, of Skip Carey, uh,
3: mm-hmm. who
1: they got to work together one year. Uh, Ernie Johnson Sr., uh, if you know anything about TNT basketball, well, that's Ernie Johnson Jr. So uh, they're they're related. And then uh, Pete Van Weeren, uh, they used to call the professor, uh, mm-hmm. you know, was a great announcer as well. And, and those guys worked together for a long time. Uh and, and they were kind of the voices that I on TV that I that I grew up listening to, Bob Costas being another one, uh, but he's an old radio guy. But mm-hmm. those guys would always switch over to, to go to radio um in between innings. Uh I and they still would up Yeah, they would switch up every night. They don't do that anymore. Um but they would switch it up. Uh, you know, two guys would start uh, they would go the first two or three innings, and then they'd go to the middle innings, and they'd go to to, to radio, and then the other group would come in on TV. So they don't do that anymore. You know, they've kind of got their own radio and their own TV people. But uh, but yeah, that's what they used to do. And uh, the middle innings, they brought in a different crew, which was a combination of either one of those four guys.
0: Now, when I started watching the Braves, like the late '90s, early 2000s, yeah. it yeah. was uh, Skip. And Joe, yeah, Joe Simpson, and then Pete and Pete Van Weren and Don Sutton.
1: Yeah, uh, I love Don Sutton, and and you know Joe um, is working radio, uh, mm-hmm. so um, you know, so I like, I love Don Sutton. I thought he was great. Um, you know, he was kind of a guy you never knew what he was going to talk about, and mm-hmm. Skip Carey was the same thing. Uh, you just never knew that. And that's kind of what I always wanted to be like, have fun, uh, you know, enjoy the game. Don't be so um, laid back. And you may think John, you may think John Sterling and Susan Waldeman are dry. You may think that they're just kind of ho-hum and low-key. That's not the case because you got to understand everything else that's going on. And that's kind of what they do for, mm-hmm. their, for their job. They, they understand everything that's going on uh, in the game. And so they're not dry, Uh, but, but those guys were always, they would have a good time. Uh, Skip was very funny. Uh, You know, you just, you never knew what those guys were going to come up with. And that's kind of what I grew up with. And that's kind of what made me want to get into that business Mm -hmm. uh, was those guys and my love for the game of baseball. And that's, you know, those, those guys were the ones that I put up there uh, on the top. You know, they were getting older as the years, you know, Pete Van Weeren was, uh, Ernie Johnson was, was a guy who was kind of on his way out uh, at the time, but he was still there, um, you know, and, and, and it was great. Those, you know, those guys were, were, uh, were fabulous. And, and I believe uh, the the broadcast booth is the Pete Van Weeren booth. If I recall correctly, I they did. Correct. I did. They named it after, after him. So, you know, those guys were, were, um, you know, superstars and, and, um, and you know you you wanted their autograph and uh y- you know they were always you know obliged I saw a couple I saw them a couple of times when we would go to games and you'd get there early and they'd be rolling in never got close enough to get autographs or talk to them but those were the guys that you know you know they they are what pre- they presented the game to you mm-hmm. uh, even though you had the players out there they still presented the game to you and presented all the other uh things that went on with the game so they, they were great and uh, I you know I I, I miss those guys uh, although I, I I enjoy the guys that are there uh, now and, mm-hmm. and I still listen to the radio guys and and I still listen to other radio guys Bob euchre's another guy that that uh, you know that I love
2: uh, oh, yeah. just
1: because he's a funny guy too and and uh, we got a chance to go to Milwaukee last year, and, and, and in Milwaukee, they've got a, uh, you know, Bob Euker, when we growing up, I, I should say, you probably don't remember this because you weren't born yet, John, um, but he would always do the, the you know, Miller-like commercials that taste great, less filling. He would be the guy that, you know, he, he would always, you know, um, down in front, you know, he'd always have the best seat in the house, which was usually at the top of the uh, upper deck. Uh-huh. Uh, and and he would have and they were they would make fun of that well guess what in Milwaukee they put him a statue at the top of Milwaukee um you know at at uh, Miller Park they've got him a statue right behind home plate at the very top upper <laughs> deck and it and it's great cuz people go up there and people uh have pictures made guess what we did we went up there and had our picture made with the statue okay nice. so nice. yeah but uh, but they do have one in um, you know remembering Bob euchre who's still doing games by the way mm-hmm. um, you can still listen to him and I, I matter of fact I was listening to a game the other day and it was with Bob euchre and so it was it was great but yeah that uh, you know those guys were the ones I grew up with and the reason that I wanted to get into the business
0: well if anybody wants to listen to an awesome broadcast of a high school football uh, basketball <laughs> turn into 1340 w nbs because you're going to hear one
1: ah uh, thank you well i appreciate it and um by the way that's coming up yes, it <laughs> is. very quickly I, I can't
0: wait to hear your uh voice on the radio uh,
1: well thank you i appreciate it i can't wait to get back to it man i can't wait
0: um well i feel like uh we've divulged here about for let's see oh have minutes?
1: We? 25 yes 25 <laughs> minutes you said we were going to talk about it. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, right?
0: well, I think we did. Yes. Uh, well, the Braves did really good against the Nationals. They sweep the Nationals. Um, Kyle Wright um, pitches on Saturday, and the Braves end up winning 4-3. to um, A.J. Minner with a save. Um, it kind of got a little sketchy toward the end, but
1: the- <laughs> pulling it out. It did get a little sketchy, you know. A couple of runs early, a couple of runs in the fourth, and then we just kind of held on, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. You know, this Nationals team is is still pretty good. You know, they're no slouches. Uh, but my hats off to Kyle Wright, a fabulous game.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the one thing I noticed with Wright, I got a chance to watch the majority of this game, which is a Sunday, a Saturday afternoon game, um, and. So I got a chance to watch the majority of it before my wife went out my wife and I went out to eat because um my my daughter and son were my son was playing college this past weekend uh, and and I say that just because he actually was on campus and spent the night stayed in the dorms and they did some activities and stuff you know before school starts in in August. so we played college this weekend and my daughter was in charge of all of that so 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 they <laughs> were real? away. pardon I said for real yeah, it is uh, it's it was called Racer one oh one. Uh, and, and you could uh, you could obviously you paid for it, which I did pay for it, by the way. Um, but uh, they had activity. So you, you started Friday afternoon and then you you got done Sunday. But you uh-huh. came on campus. You got to stay in the dorms for a couple of nights. You had a roommate. So you kind of got to experience what college was going to be like. Right. Um, you know, before you got there. Uh, and, you know, some of these um, I I've met some friends that I still have in the in summer orientation sessions, which they have, you know, they bring people on campus. You get to register for classes. You do activities. You go and look at, you know, where your classes are. You go and look right. at where your major and stuff are. So, uh, but they break you off into groups. And so my daughter's been doing that the last few years. And she was in charge of this. So my kids were off playing college this weekend. And so uh, I, I got a chance to watch the majority of the game. And Kyle Wright was really dealing. I mean, he was throwing strikes. If you could have asked... I couldn't have asked for any better game. And it, I think, if I recall, I know the first 24 pitches that he mm-hmm. threw, 23 of them were strikes. I think I saw it.
0: I think I heard that.
1: And I think it got even better than that. Now, you do say, you do wonder, and like, okay, well, he is throwing the ball down the middle. Uh, you know, they just should go up there and swing the bat. Yes, uh, and they did. And that's why it got a little dicey at the end. Uh, you know, he did give up eight hits. But he was able to navigate in and out of times, got some great double plays as well. Um, one from Arcia who made a fabulous, uh, you know, uh, Riley, I think or I forgot what it was. Uh, he came across the bag just running and leaping and tagged the base and made a, a, a heck of a throw to first to get a double play. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting some runs early help, but he was throwing strikes. Uh, he only struck out five guys with it. The key to it was he went seven innings, and um, and there for a while it looked like he might even go eight innings. Um, but he was getting guys out on that first and second pitch. You know, mm-hmm. they were swinging it, uh, knew he was throwing strikes, and, uh, you know, it was great. I wish you could have taken Ian Anderson and said, okay, Ian, here it is. I'm throwing strikes. And he, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure 40-something pitches, and and three-fourths, if not, 99% of them were strikes. Wow. And and he was – I mean, he was throwing the ball really well. Uh, and, again, got a couple of runs early, which was great, uh, and that helped. But he went seven innings and, uh, you know, gave up three earned runs, which that's fine. Will Smith came in, you know, in the eighth, and Mentor came in in the ninth. And, and they win the game four to three, and it did get a little dicey because I thought they were going to tie it up and we were going to do that extra inning thing. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, we, we won the game and, uh, we, uh, you know, we, we moved on to, to Sunday's game, but, a, but a fabulous game from Kyle Wright.
0: So would you say Kyle Wright would be the player of the game for this game?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, what I, again, what I was amazed at was the fact that he reminded me of Max Freed. You know, he just got on the mound and pitched. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. He just got on there and threw the ball. He said, I'm going to throw it up there. Hit it if you can, um, and and if you look, he walks two guys. He didn't, you know, for a while. Um, he he didn't, you know, that was later in the game that he walked two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't get uh, he didn't get in trouble very much. Uh, he was very fortunate. Um, I think Soto hit a homer, which no surprise there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's just a, a, a good hitter. Um, and and he's reported to be in the home run derby uh, along with uh, Ronald coming up at the All Star break. Um, but um, you know, good hitters are going to hit good pitchers. I mean, there's right. just no doubt about that. And but uh, but yeah, Kyle Wright, what a game that he had! And I, I definitely, hands down, would give him uh, my player of the game.
0: Awesome. Um, well, you were trying to foreshadow, I think, when you said we were you were afraid we're going to extra innings because. Sunday, they do go into extra innings. They go to 12. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Sunday they went to extra innings. And, uh, you know, uh, it looked like nobody really wanted to throw the knockout punch. We got two runs early on Sunday, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the Nationals came back. And that Lane Thomas guy, um, you know, he just hits the Braves really well. He gets a homer. It's 3-2. And, and um, then, you know, we finally get that run in the eighth to tie it up. And then it's like, okay, and then no – can you believe no runs scored in the 10th or the 11th? What is going on with the world when you got a guy at second base with nobody out and you can't move him along to third and then get a a fly ball or something to get the guy home? And that just bothers me. Again, I'm scoring a run every single time Mm -hmm. that we go into extra innings because I'm going to bunt the guy over because you're going to be playing in a shift anyway, uh, and I'm going to bunt the guy over – or I'm gonna intentionally try to move the guy over, and I'm gonna get me a fly ball, and I'm gonna score me a run. Uh, but we don't have that mentality. But we got that run in the twelfth. You know, the only, uh, you know, the only problem was, you know, we had to go to the bullpen, and you you were hoping that, that you know, the way the pitching was going uh, over the over the weekend, you know, going into the seventh, and you only having to use a couple of bullpen guys in ninth, you mm-hmm. were kind of hoping to be well rested for. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday uh, with the Mets series, uh, and that just didn't happen. And uh, you know, you know, you had to go to the bullpen uh, really early, and then you had to use them, uh, you know, really, really late as well. And they pitched one, two, three, four, five, six, six pitchers uh, pitched, uh, and that was a lot. Chavez went two innings, and Colin McHugh went two, which essentially ruled them out for last night's game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, that's, that was my only issue uh, was having to use so many bullpen guys. And O'Day last night had to pitch even though he pitched the third of an inning and, and kind of struggled uh, a little bit, gave up a home run at a moment when it was two to one, and you were hoping he would kind of hold the, hold the line a little bit. So, um, But Trevor Matz – or Tyler Match excuse me. Uh, Tyler Magic, a good, uh a good national series. Um, you know, came you know coming back off the arm uh, arm surgery, pitched an inning and two thirds. Didn't throw a whole lot of pitches, and you're wondering, well, you're bringing a guy in who's just had arm problems, and he's, he's pitching almost two innings. Well, he didn't pitch a whole he didn't throw a whole lot of pitches, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is a good thing. And I'm thinking in that inning and two thirds, he only threw like 20 pitches. Uh, so so that's a that's a good thing, but but still, you used a lot of guys, and Ian Anderson only went five and a third. And, you, you know, your hope was that he could go longer than that. Uh, but still, he did strike out five, gave up two earned runs. Uh, that was it on two hits. But he walked four guys.
0: He so, walked four guys. How would you evaluate Anderson's pitching performance? Would you – typical? Or?
1: Yeah, that's – you know, you you worried about I, – I get – I inconsistent. How would that be? Okay. Would that be it. Uh, I, I'm going to vote inconsistent. And the reason I say that is he may have two starts that are great, but then turn around and have two starts that are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have that. Right. Uh, you know, Kyle Wright, Max Fried, you know what? Monday night, Max Fried was on the mound. That's the guy I want on the mound the first game of the Mets series. Um, did he struggle last night? Yes, he did. Is that typical? No, it's no. not. Absolutely not. That is not typical Max Fried. If you ask him, he's probably going to tell you, I just didn't have my best night. And you know what? That's Max Fried. You can live with that right. because of the way that he has been. When Ian Anderson says, I just didn't have my best night, you're going to say, well, that's, well, let's see. Let's go back to this night and this night and this night and this night and this night. You know, he's had too many of those not mm-hmm. so great nights. You know, this year, Kyle Wright. Um, you know, he's won 10 games. He's 10-4 and four on the year, uh, you know, with a 2.97 ERA. Can you live with a game where he goes in and, and pitches, pitches bad? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. It's because of the year that he has had. Inconsistent is what I would say. Charlie yep. Morton in the beginning of the year was inconsistent. And then all of a sudden now he has warmed it up. Right. Uh, and, and as a veteran, he has turned on. But as Ian Anderson goes along, you would like to see less inconsistencies and more consistent out there on the mound. To where if he pitches seven great games and he has a bad game, you can live with him going and saying, "Well, I just didn't have my best night." Right. Okay. But it turns out it seems like he, his best nights are few, too far, few and far between. Personally,
0: he's got the talent. He's just got to figure it out. Yes.
1: And, I, and my one – here's my one issue with Ian Anderson. He throws too many pitches. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle Wright the other night, if he could have gone back and he could have watched that game on Saturday night, and, and I I would guess that he was probably charting – you know, they, they have pitchers, they chart pitches, you know, uh, if they're pitching the next day, you know, they're out there. When, if he was charting pitches for that night and going strike, strike, strike – strike, 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 strike. You know, like the first 18 pitches, I think, were strikes,
3: mm-hmm. okay?
1: That's what I want to be looking at. I want to be going, wow, wow, wow. That's what I want to do. He throws way too many pitches in too many deep counts of three and two. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, why? And against these Mets, he's not pitching against the Mets. You know, this Mets team would tear him up, I think, personally – just because he does throw too many pitches, he gets too many deep counts. They do foul the ball off. They don't strike out a whole lot. Um, you know Brandon Nimmo at the top is very pesky. Uh, mm-hmm. He was last. He was Monday night. You know those guys they bother you as a pitcher to where you do throw balls and you can't do that. And, it, and to me, I just need more consistency, and I'm not seeing that right now out of Ian Anderson.
0: I, I I agree because he'll have I think it was a seven one win over the Cardinals was that the game he won?
1: Yes, you and that was it? a great game. He pitched a great game. Uh, but tell me the last time the, the two games before that he got lit up, right? Uh, so you know yeah that's the that's the thing I, I got to see more consistent now. He got the win against the Cardinals. He didn't get the win against the Nationals, but you know he he, he was okay. He didn't at least give up seven runs in an inning. Let's see what he does the next outing. Uh, but if I have to worry about what he does the next outing, then that just shows that he's not being consistent enough for me.
0: Right. I got you. I agree.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so the Braves, they sweep the Nationals, and when they sweep the Nationals, they are one and a half games behind Dumb Mets. that's
1: right. Dumb-ats. And. And you know, and as far as where we go back on this game with the Nationals, Austin Riley' uh, first walk off hit, I believe, mm-hmm. that would be my guy. Uh, that would be my my player of the game. There we uh, go. And then, and then we have to move on to Monday night's game against the Mets. The Mets. Yes. <laughs> uh, um Yeah.
0: Max Reed. We love you, but you struggled,
3: and we Yeah, he you. did.
1: He did. That's sad that we have to look back and he struggled. But here's the one stat, okay? And this is a career high for Max Fried.
0: Five
2: walks. He
1: walks. He walks five guys, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you're going to look at that. You're going to say he only gave up two runs. Okay, that's great. But right. he still walked five guys and he only pitched five innings, okay? So, that's if you Max look Free at though. that. No, that's not. That's not Max Fried. Maybe one or two is what we get. Mm-hmm. Um so, if you look at those five guys that he walked. Did he, um, hit a, he
0: hit a better too, correct?
1: I, I think so, yes. So, if okay. you look at those five guys that he walked, that's uh, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20. That's 20 pitches to mm-hmm. those five guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. He threw 99 on the ninth. Okay. Uh, normally, if you go back, six innings, he would have been at 99. So, you take those 20 away um, and and all of a sudden – but, hey, this is what you can live with with Max Free.
3: Mm-hmm. He
1: doesn't go out there and have a great game. Okay, that's fine. Chances are he's calculating and formulating this in his mind to when the next time he sees the Mets, you're going to see a different story.
2: Right. Uh, and he's, right. Going
1: be, he's going to be a little bit better because he, he's keeping a book on them. He knows what's going on. And the next time he's going to see them, he's going to see them in New York because everybody's going to get their shot to pitch in New York because that's a five-game series, and that's a pivotal, pivotal series due to the fact that that's the last time we played the Mets, and it's a five-game series. Oh, wow. So, so you're, you're looking at it, and look, there's plenty – you're going to have plenty of chances to catch up because, you know, we still got um, – you know, we're halfway through the year,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: so there's still a lot of games left, but there's only five against the Mets, And, again, what I wanted going into this Mets series, I wanted to be in that one-and-a-half, two-and-a-half range. You know, I would have rather have been – and I'm glad we were in one-and-a-half, but I'd rather win this game – won the game uh, Monday night because you give yourself a chance to take over first place. Right. Um, With the loss, you don't give yourself a chance. Uh, So, I still – if we can come out of this with a couple of wins, that's great. I'll take it. If we come out of it even staying at two-and-a-half – or one and a half. We're not going to be at one and a half. I know that. But um, if we can stay close, that's fine. Um, But I I still, you got to prove yourself against the Mets uh, because they're the team at the top. And, and, you know, the Braves have been so hot. And then you run into the Mets. Look, the Mets are a good team. And look, Max Scherzer last night. Great pitching matchup. Yeah, if you wanted to go see a pitcher's duel, then you should have gone to last night's game. And I had a um, a, a friend that was there because it was the ring giveaway the last night to get the rings, by the way. Uh, so he texted me about five, uh, I guess about five thirty. he had gotten his ring. Um, and um, I wanted to text him back later and say, don't ever go to another game uh, because they lost. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I didn't do that. Uh, anyway, I'm super, I'm as superstitious as anybody. Uh, but, um, but you know, that would have been the pitching duel. And the one thing we didn't do last night with Max Scherzer is make him work. Right. Uh, we did not push him at all last night. Uh, he could have gone eight innings, I think. Uh, yeah. He ended up going seven. At one point, he was in the sixth and only had about 60-something pitches. Yeah. Uh, and then we finally started making him work. Uh, you know, we got a home run. We made it two to one. And they pulled him out. Um and then went to the bullpen. Uh, so, you know, I I need a little bit more. Um, I need there's lots of things that I need for up to, for them to do against the Mets, and that's make them work a lot harder. And they just didn't make uh, uh, Scherzer work hard enough, um, and and everything for me. Uh, and that was the one thing that I noticed. We go went up there swinging. You know, like we I think we had. Maybe had the was it the bases loaded? We had second and third uh, with an opportunity potentially to tie the game, take the lead or something. And Dansby we went up there swinging at the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, yep. and so that was that was um, that was a problem. Uh, right. That was a big problem. So anyway, just my opinion, and um, if you can take it and leave it.
3: I, <laughs> I
0: agree. I agree because you you got to yeah. make the pitchers work, and you got to
1: yeah. You know, yep. The more you the pitcher
0: works. The more likely he's going to make a mistake.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um
0: I would give the player of the game to Austin Riley cuz he's the only one that got an RBI.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's it. Um that's that's about all you can go. And again, we didn't get a whole lot of hits. No. Uh, and Cano had two of the hits. Uh, which is kind of the surprise. Uh, so um I'll uh, I'll I'll take it. Um you know, I'll, I'll definitely take it, but um, but Austin Riley would be the one. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, before we speak to y'all again on Friday morning or Friday evening, whenever you listen, the Braves will have two more games of the Mets, and I know they have a series of the Nationals. Correct? Do they have four? Yeah, or they they, three? they start the
1: series with the Nationals on Thursday. Yes.
0: Okay, four game series. They do. Yeah. Wait. Yep,
1: they do. Four. In 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 Washington.
0: Yes. Okay. So. Yep. I know uh, David Peterson tonight. Uh, as we speak on Tuesday, it's David Peterson versus Spencer Strider. Yep, light them up, Strider. Let's go. Yes.
1: Well, you know the one thing about tonight's game is, um, you know, Strider's going to just throw it up there and let him, hit, you know, say hit it. But mm-hmm. that's the thing; the Mets will do it. Uh, they will hit the ball, so he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to definitely be on on um, on his on his best behavior tonight. <laughs> So, and then Charlie Morton's going to go uh, Wednesday afternoon game. It's an early afternoon game, John. It's like 11. Basically uh, well, it's 11, 11.20. Me, it's 12.20 you, I think. So, <laughs> um, but it's an early afternoon game, which I love. I'll be able to listen to the majority of it. Uh, maybe uh, watch a little bit of it while I work out in the afternoon. So, it'll it'll be an early afternoon game, which will be good. And that's Charlie Morton going at 5-3 and three and 4.21, and you hope, that that is not the game that they need to come in and win. Uh, you hope that uh, they they get a couple of wins out of this. Again, just to go into the All-Star break. And, look, going to the All-Star break, I think everybody, you know, the bullpen is going to need a break. There are many things that are definitely going to be needed for the All-Star break. But, uh, you know, teams come out differently during the All-Star – after the All-Star break. Uh, and, and so it's it's coming quickly and, and um, you know – the national series that was fabulous. We're going to get to play them again, which is good. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, we, we need a win. We need a win. We need a couple more wins before going into that national series.
0: Awesome. Um, Chris, I think it's Chris Bassett. Is that his name?
1: The I name believe so. Name? Yes. Yes. We've yes, seen
0: sir? the Braves have seen him already and did decent against him, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, six and six on the year with a 3.94 ERA. Uh, you know, and, and and again, the Mets getting Max Scherzer back is great. Yes. Uh, there's another guy that's kind of waiting in the wings, and that's called Jacob Degrom. Uh, and so this is why I think this these these games here are important, mm-hmm. is because Degrom's going to come back now. Degrom is a um, is a twitch away from hurting himself again. You yes. know, a tweak here or there, and he's hurt again. And lo and behold, they lose him maybe the rest of the year. Or if he even comes back the rest of the year. is uh, a guy that, um, you know, is going to be there. Uh, and, again, with another great game uh, last uh, Monday night. So, he's a guy that you, you're going to be able to rely on, I think. But, but DeGrom's kind of waiting in the wings. And those – you know, Scherzer's had two months off. So, he's going to be strong. And he was last night. DeGrom's had the whole year off, Um, and I I wonder when DeGrom comes back if he's not going to be on some kind of pitch count uh, to make sure uh, that he doesn't, you know, get an an excess uh, of pitches, and you wonder what that's going to be and how Mm -hmm. taxing that's going to be on the bullpen. You know, if you know, well, he's only going to pitch three innings tonight, we got to pitch the rest. Right. Uh, So so what's that going to do? But when you got a guy like Max Scherzer who's going to follow him who can go eight innings, well, then all of a sudden your bullpen just gets re- re-rested, I guess. But right. Anyway, we'll see. And then <laughs>
0: Thursday, I believe Kyle Wright will be going. I'm not sure who the
1: yeah. Uh, they have not announced who they're going yet. At least I could not find who's going yet. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Wright goes for win number uh, 11. 11 on uh, on Thursday, which is which is great. And again, um, you know, pitched a fantastic game on. Um, on Saturday, and just looking for uh, another one, and and you know, with all these games in a row that the Braves have had, they're going to end up with twenty something games in a row, yes. Um, which I think is absolutely ridiculous,
2: yes. Um,
1: taxing, uh, you know, uh, you know everything. So uh, hopefully, uh, a well-deserved break uh, come All-Star time for some of these guys. Um, you know, you know. Yes, we are sending guys to the All-Star game. Uh, I get that. Um, And, yeah, and and personally, here's my take Mm -hmm. on this. Uh, So they're in L.A., uh, got no problem with that. Um, Personally, I'd let Clayton Kershaw start the All-Star game
3: Mm because they're
1: in L.A. Uh, It may be his last. You never know. I mean, they have given Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols. Those guys are definitely going to be on the All-Star team, and that's great. That's fine. Pujols is going to be in the All-Star gonna be in the home run derby which is great mm-hmm. um so let clayton kershaw start personally i could probably do without max Fried getting in there and playing i wouldn't mind that at all just because i don't want him to get hurt you know Acuna is going to be in the home run derby i don't like that uh i would much rather see uh, somebody else personally uh but they don't ask me those questions uh so uh anyway i um I, I, need, um, I need my guys healthy when they come back. Uh, I, saw, I don't need anybody hurt.
0: I was listening to a podcast this morning. Shout out to the Morning 5 podcast. It's a local podcast I listen to down here. Um, they were like, Ronnie, Ronald Acuna struggling right now, and normally the home run derby swing, it, it yes. uh, messes you up. Maybe it'll yes out.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, the other good thing uh, is Pete Alonso is going to be in that home run derby as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, he actually knocked uh, Acuna out, uh, knocked him out before. So, he's going to be in it. And, yes, that swing normally gets messed up uh, because you are just flat out trying to hit it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. I know these guys do that. But but guys like Pete Alonzo, who also uh, hits other things, and and Acuna does too, um, you know, I don't know. They just get tired. I've heard them say they get tired. Uh, that they're tired by the end of the year and, mm-hmm. and that, that that home run derby really kind of messes with you. So yeah, I, I personally, I, but everybody loves the home run derby. I, I think that's more exciting, honestly, than the all-star game is.
2: I, I um,
1: and I'm not, as a baseball fan, I'm not sure how much of the all-star game i watch. I'm still a little salty. It was not in Atlanta last year. So, <laughs> um, and then it goes to LA. So anyway, I, I, I don't I'm not sure how much I'll watch, but, I, I could personally do without any of my guys being out there uh, playing, uh, although we got a bunch of them. Uh, looks like Contreras is going to be the DH, um, and, and he's been struggling a little bit lately.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Trey Turner did win the starting nod for shortstop, which I'm not sure he should have, uh, but Dansby will be there and, and others, and and uh, Darno and, and 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 folks. So you know, it's it's still a good representation, and Snit's going to be the coach, and uh, he'll have a lot of his other coaches there as well, and. And that's good. Uh, and and he'll manage his guys uh, and, and he'll manage the other guys how he wants. Uh, so but he'll also be respectful uh, in, in what goes on. And and um, so anyway, we'll see. I want my guys coming home safely. <laughs>
0: how cool do you think it is that William Contreras and uh, Wilson Contreras are in the same all star game like that's Yeah, that's it's for cool me.
1: It's great. Uh, Ninety-two, I believe, was the last time. And you have to go back to the Alomar's.
0: Yep, Robbie. Uh, Those
1: were, yeah, those were uh, the guys that uh, made the All-Star team. And and um, you know, I'm I'm glad that they're getting to do it. You know, everybody uh, had a good time with them whenever uh, they uh, had a series earlier in the year. And Mm -hmm. and those two got together. Uh, That's good. You don't see that too many times. And uh, I'm, I'm glad it's happening. And, and being on the same team and, and uh, being able to play, that's great. Um, but, um, again, I, I want my guys coming back healthy. Uh, and I, I, I want, you know, some of them to get the break that they need. And, and hopefully that will be the case. But the All-Star game's a lot of fun. I get it. Um, you know, you want to go and you want to win, but it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, but, um, you know, go and have fun and don't get hurt. That's all I ask.
0: One more thing I want to bring up with you and see your opinion. Did we talk about Jacob DeGrom wanting to be a brave?
1: Yes, we have. Uh, that has been, uh, that has been rumored floating around all that kind of stuff. And, and I can, I believe how, how we handled it was, I'm not so sure. I want that to happen. If we have to pay that much money to get a guy who might pitch you, a hundred innings a year right. instead of, you know, 200. Uh, I don't know about that unless I could get him maybe in September and him make the playoff run. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. But I don't want to pay that much money to a guy that's just going to throw you uh, not a lot of innings. It's kind of like Clayton Kershaw the same way. Uh, you know, I, you know, he might resign with the Dodgers for much less of a deal, but uh, he's not going to be a guy that's healthy enough. That's going to pitch an entire year. You know, he might be a guy like Roger Clemens who came back middle of the year, a couple of years. Uh, He might be that kind of guy. But, uh, you know, for DeGrom, uh, I've got to see – it's like Ian Anderson. I've got to see more consistency from him staying healthy. And right now, he's not healthy enough for me to be a brave. How how old is he? Uh, Mid to late 20s, I think. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's been around a few years. I mean, he's, he's, um, he's, you know, like I said, he's been around, uh, been part of that staff for several years, but you know, he was part of that DeGrom and Syndergaard and, um, you know, that, that group and Harvey um, Wheeler. Yeah. Was Harvey there when they were there? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So that's how far back you go. You know, that, those guys were supposed to be the next, you know, four guys that were great. Right. Uh, and all of them turned out to be hurt, hurt, and hurt. And they never really got that. And, and, then, and then, again, the Mets never really had a team uh, to back them either. So, they didn't. Uh, any, yeah, anyway.
0: Wheeler's still good, though, right?
1: Yeah, Wheeler's still good. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I would take somebody like Zach Wheeler just because he has been a consistent pitcher. Um doesn't seem like he gets on teams uh maybe that are that are consistent enough. No. But but I would take a guy like Zach Wheeler because he has been um you know, he has been a guy that's that's played uh and, and, and actually um that's funny, played. He's a guy that's actually pitched. Yeah. You know, those other guys actually have. You know, they've been hurt. Synegaard's, you know, this year with the Angels, um, you know, he's actually had uh, a relatively good year. He's actually pitched, mm-hmm. which is kind of a uh, surprise. But um, anyway, uh, you know, I'm surprised that he's not going to be somewhat of a trade bait type person to, to get you somebody. But, uh, you know, the Angels, once again, are the Angels. Uh, and they're 15 games out of first place uh, and not doing very well. And they've got probably the two best players uh, that you could find in Shohei Ohtani, who's going to get double duty in the All-Star game and Mike Trout.
0: Um, I would like to see Jack Wheeler just because, well, one, he's a great pitcher. Two, he's a local kid.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and again, I, I would go for that just because uh, the consistency. You know, he's been on he, – he's pitched. Um, and and other those other guys haven't. Um, you know, they, they've been injured way too much. Uh, mm-hmm. So I need – I need guys that are going to be consistent, uh, and and we've been fortunate. The Braves have to have guys that have been uh, thrown out there and they've pitched and they pitched and they pitched and they haven't uh, they haven't been injured. Uh, but still, uh, I, I, that's that's what I look at.
0: Awesome. Well, man, that's about all I had. You got anything else? To-
1: no, I I don't. Uh, and we apologize for the first twenty five minutes of us just. <laughs> You know, talking about whatever, and finally getting to what we're supposed to talk about, right?
0: <laughs> hey, if they're if they're still listening to us, then I think they come for the the comedic relief.
1: That is true. Yes, that is that's definitely what we are. Uh, <laughs> it's my old my old comedy and your young comedy. Yes.
0: Yes. And, uh, but you're wise. Yes. I'm not young. Yeah.
1: Why? Well, that's that's fine. And just keep reminding me what year you were born, and and I was. In high
0: school, anyway. That's kind let's of what Bradley on. and Ed Marlowe do. That's why.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's good.
0: Um, well, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in with us. Um, really appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, Ethos Braves. I'm at the Blind Donkey Runner. Jeremy is. Uh, i still Facebook. at the old.
1: Yeah, I'm still at the old Facebook. I, I didn't want we- this up. Yeah. Somebody find me. Can somebody come to my house and show me where those other things are that you're talking about? I'm kidding. <laughs> Joking. <laughs>
0: um, um, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, whatever, wherever platform that you want to. And until Friday, go Braves. Go Braves.